going on, folks? Thanks for tuning in to the Upright Health Podcast. This is Matthew, and I get to introduce you now to a conversation that I had with Matt Shu. And we talked about meditation. This conversation is going to provide you with a functional definition of what meditation is that goes beyond just sitting on a pillow. We also talk about what isn't meditation, or more specifically, where people have a misconception about how rigid meditation needs to be and how that might actually hinder their progress in creating a meditative practice. We talk about why meditation is useful for life in general, especially in regards to relationships. We also talk about how meditation can add value to exercise, both in a performance standpoint as well as an injury prevention standpoint, which is a really important topic. And of course, we touch a little bit on why meditation is important for stress reduction, which for anyone living in the culture that I think most of us live in, that is high stress, high pace, Anything that we can do to slow things down a little bit and reduce our stress can be hugely valuable. So without further ado, listen up. Here comes the conversation all about meditation. Hey everybody, it's Matt Shu from Upright Health and welcome back to the Upright Health Podcast. I am joined today by Matthew Adams, my co-host on the Upright Health Podcast. Uh, today, Matthew, let's talk about meditation. Do we really, really need to do it? Um, let's start off with what may be the easy question or maybe the hardest question. What is meditation? <laughs> Meditation. So meditation is many things. Meditation is anything, any practice that we bring mindful awareness to. And when I use the term mindful awareness, really what I'm referring to is paying attention. And to me, in my practice, anything that we're doing that we are truly paying attention to in the moment that we're doing it, um, with as few distracting thoughts as possible, mm. um, or at the very least awareness of the distracting thoughts as they go through, which is definitely a practice that in my experience just continues to uh, unravel different layers. But anything that fits within that realm qualifies as meditation. So basically... Um so the way people know meditation generally is um, sitting and breathing um, and then letting thoughts kind of come and go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and you're saying there's another side to that where you could actually be doing something. Yeah. So, for instance, um, I believe, and I will probably not get all of the details of this correct, but I'll go ahead and say it anyway because I'm not afraid of saying things that people will tell me I'm wrong about because I think anything that I say probably can be said is wrong by, by someone who knows something different than I do. I'll, I'll do you the favor and do it right after you're finished. Yeah, perfect. So in at least one of the traditional Zen Buddhist practices, they sit and meditate, paying attention to breath and the thoughts that come up for 40 minutes. 
And then they stand up and they walk around and do the same thing while walking for 40 minutes. You're wrong. Wrong. See? Someone's going to say it. <laughs> so, you know, to me, that concept can be extrapolated outward to literally anything that we can do while also paying attention to what's coming up for us. So, you know, one of, one of my practices is to take my shoes off and to walk barefoot out on dirt trails and to bring as much of my awareness into my feet as I can. And it really brings your attention into the moment pretty quickly when you're stepping across sharp rocks mm -hmm. with bare feet. And I've found that to be a very valuable practice, which also happens to double as a time saver because I get to walk my dog while I'm doing it, as opposed to sitting and meditating in what can be a pretty busy life. Right. Um, although I do also have a sitting meditation practice. It's just one of these ways that I can build on my meditation practice in, into movement. So meditation um, can be done sitting, can be done walking, can be done even, I, I would say for me, you know, a lot of my meditation happens when I'm stretching or exercising, mm -hmm. um, really just trying to tune out distractions. That's one of the reasons why I will often leave my phone somewhere where I cannot easily access it so that I'm focused on just what's going on with my body. Um, so real quick, I think... An important question is what isn't meditation? Ooh. And the reason I think it's important uh, is because, as I already said, I think that anything can be meditation. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people get sucked into this idea that meditation means that you're not thinking. Mm -hmm. And maybe at some point at the end of a very long lifetime spent meditating every single day for hours and hours and hours, maybe you can get to a place where you can really shut down all thought and find complete stillness. I don't know anybody that's achieved that. And I know some people that have been meditating for many years. They might have achieved it for a moment. You know, I've had moments of very, very still being, if you will. But, you know, even those moments, as soon as I realized that I was still, I was having a thought. Right. And so it's easy to get discouraged if we think that to meditate we must have no thought in this you know body and state of being that is filled with thoughts so i think it's better put to just say that meditation is not thoughtlessness it's thought awareness and that that's a process and a practice and the first step is just realizing that you have thoughts that you can look at you can separate from a bit and yeah actually consider yeah so a really a really fun concept is so i've d i've had this conversation with people that have never never thought about the idea that they are not their thoughts right so it's you know look at your body what are what are you doing right now okay so what is aware of what your body's doing okay well maybe my mind my mind's thinking about what i'm doing okay well what's behind your mind. You're, you're able to view the fact that you're having thoughts, even as you're listening to these words or as I'm standing on the, the parking block that I'm standing on. What is, what is aware of those thoughts? So there's this piece of us 
maybe even pieces of us that go way deeper than you know a lot of us at least are are contemplating on a daily basis right so anyway so now that we know kind of what meditation is and is not um, how does it actually play into life um, you know why do we really need to do it right what happens if we don't do it so the piece for me that I find to be the most and you know I'll, I'll say that most in in quotations just because it may or may not be the most on any given day for myself or for anybody else but a huge piece of value is that you're able to get to a point where you're viewing the way that you view the world which helps you to get out of a reactive frame of mind so although like something might happen that pisses me off i don't necessarily react the same way that I would have as a younger man who didn't have a meditation practice. It may, I may still have those kind of angry emotions, but rather than acting on the angry emotions, I can acknowledge that the angry emotions are present and then choose to act or not, which in my experience, and you know, to bring it into a real tangible, like when I, when my meditation practice is off, I'm much more likely to snap at those close to me when I'm tired and, you know, over, over stressed, as opposed to even doing the same things with the same amount of sleep. When I have a really active meditation program, which have, it's been a long time since I've been out of it, I'm much less likely to, to react snappily to someone that I'm close to in a way that I'll regret later on. It's, uh, I think one thing from personal experience that's um, interesting to note there. I, I've had very similar experiences. Um, what is interesting is when you are not mindful and when you haven't been practicing or when I haven't been practicing, um, that snappiness, the anger feels justified. Um, <laughs> it feels much more justified. Um, so for anybody who's listening who's like, well, yeah, of course I'd get pissed at whatever yeah, you might you might actually not feel so righteous and so justified about how angry you are if you had a little distance from it and were regularly meditating. Yeah, and, you know, I find that just to stick with that, like, justification and, like, anger, whether it's justified or not, anger is a... It's not a place that feels good to be. Mm. And, you know, having dealt with plenty of anger issues in younger years, getting to a place where I wasn't walking around angry all the time, it's probably one of the most transformational things that has ever occurred to me. Mm. Um, and whatever, and you know, meditation has definitely been an instrumental part in that, but whatever practice helps us to get out of anger and to let anger go, whether it's meditation, exercise, whatever, right. um, I find that to be really valuable. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, so, we're looking at, so we've just talked about the kind of interpersonal relationship side of this, how, how it helps you with like family life, friends. Um, and we've talked about this a little bit before, but, um, you know, 
tell the listeners how does the medit how does a meditative practice help in terms of exercise yeah so for me meditating and bringing some of that mindful awareness to to my exercise and movement practice is something that has really changed the way that I interact with my body and when I say that it's like your body's always giving feedback and stimulus your body is kind of basically you know a walking moving sensory feedback machine and the more attentive I am to the sensory feedback the more I've been able to get out of my exercise um, I can and the less I've gotten injured while doing my exercise which there's was definitely a time where I was using exercise as my primary mode of stress relief. Mm -hmm. And in my experience, when I was exercising mindlessly just to try and burn off the stress, if you will, um, I'd get hurt quite a bit. Right. I would, you know, strain muscles. I would, you know, scrape my feet on the ground. I would fall um you know i'm doing things that definitely require a lot of a lot of attention um in martial arts and so on and so forth and the more that i've been able to slow myself down and to get out of this kind of need to just push 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 and instead push within the parameters of what i can actually pay attention to and be aware of um, i've actually found a much deeper meaning in my exercise and you know possibly possibly more importantly have been able to just connect so much full, more fully to myself and my body and by doing so have been able to unlock uh, various different movements and positions that had previously eluded me um, you know, for instance, getting into a, uh, a full split was something that took a lot of mindful awareness. And, you know, that was something that was a goal of mine for the better part of a decade that although the, the goal was there, I didn't spend enough time really feeling out what was happening in my hips. Just as an example, I know mm -hmm. that may not be everyone's goal or something that seems like a logical thing to push for dependent on where you are. But for me, that was a really, really big step towards unlocking my own movement capabilities. Yeah, I, I think um, I think the word you use, push, is pretty important. Like if you imagine, if you imagine yourself, uh, you know, doing say a pull-up or something, and you you're just grinding through, you're clenching your teeth, you're trying to get as many as you possibly can, and it doesn't matter how it feels to you, you just want to get that, whatever, eighth, 20th, 50th pull-up. You are working as hard as you can, pushing as hard as you can, and paying no attention to um, how your body is actually feeling during that. That's exactly when you get hurt, right? That's yep. when something spasms. That's when something gets out of whack. But if you're paying attention, and maybe you only did six, or maybe you only did, you know, you did... 12 or whatever it was if you're paying attention you're doing it with control you come away from that 
uninjured, and the next day you could probably do some more. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. The uh, a concept that I like to throw in with this is, are is the exercise or the movement practice serving serving you, or are you serving the exercise? Like if you think that you just need to do those reps because those are the reps that are that arbitrary number that you need to put in, like that's you serving the exercise or me serving the exercise. Right. And I've definitely done that as opposed to let's let the exercise serve me. How much can my body actually do and, you know, push the boundaries of what it can do, but stay, stay very close to that edge. It's right. like you expand the edge as opposed to breaking the edge. Yeah. I mean, what you just said is, um, sort of a uh, counter to what certainly guys here I think in the gym mm -hmm. so I, I very clearly remember s even recently seeing things on YouTube or seeing things in the gym where people will say you know like ah, you gotta keep pushing push th like the gains are made at the end right it's like the, the ones that you can't do that you force yourself to do that's where you get the most growth but I'd say that's also, unless you're one of the lucky ones, that's also where you get the most hurt. So. Yeah. Yeah. And even with the lucky ones, if you do that often enough, you're still going to get hurt. Right. And that, I think that's true across the board. You might not get hurt this year. You might not get hurt next year. But if you keep on doing it long enough, yeah. eventually your body's going to break. And, you know, my body has broken plenty of times and required fixing. And so... <laughs> Um, can't say that I'll, I'll never break again and we'll never right. do something stupid again that causes me to break. But at least today, right, right. I'm being mindfully aware of the way that I'm moving and keeping myself healthy. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I heard a recent interview with, um, Hunter Fit, uh, what is his last name? Hunter. Yeah. I, I know who you're talking Hunter about. Fitness I, on I only know his Instagram. <laughs> I forgot channel. his last name. Anyway. Yeah. He, he actually made a big point like, Hey, you can't. You cannot prevent every injury. It's, you are going to get hurt at some point. Yeah. But being mindful definitely, definitely helps. Um, so I, I think one other way I've seen that meditation can be helpful just in terms of, you know, in terms of the overall s stress side, stress management side of things um, and how it relates to exercise is when you're stressed out and your shoulders are dragging or are being pulled up into your ears, your jaw is clenched your you know your actual shoulder joints are all tight and stiff everything's all ah your your hands are all clenched um when you try to exercise that way again it's like you're supposed to be at, at like a level of 5 or 6 but you're living at a level 9 mm -hmm. and then you're bringing that to exercise right you're right. just like ah i got to hit this go harder well i think uh, a really valuable point to make is that exercise is a stressor and that your body can only, your physiology can only deal with so much stress. So, and to your physiology, like the, the stress hormones that are coursing through your veins from being stressed at work or stressed at home, so on and so forth, they just get added to if you're coming into the gym and just like pushing super hard. And at some point, like body and or mind are going to be severely negatively affected by an overstressed system right and so that's where you know meditation is actually something that can help to reduce said stress stimulus and stress hormones um you know also sleep sleep's a big one but we're sticking with mindfulness for now the uh that's just a really really critical 
thing to be aware of is like what is the stress load that our bodies are being put onto and you know on a given day if I've gotten poor sleep and I'm paying attention to the fact that I've gotten poor sleep and I'm feeling stressed out because I've got deadlines or something at work that's just not going right and my stress level is high, that's a day where I'm probably not going to lift weights. Or mm -hmm. if I do, I'm going to go really, really light and just focus on the technique. More likely is I'm actually going to take that day and just go for a walk and have a breathing practice that I focus on as opposed to going hard in the gym. Because I know from past experience, excuse our plane. We are outside. That if I go ahead and push, even though I'm overstressed, I'm gonna get hurt. Yep. And I've done that more than once. And at this point in my life, I'm kind of over it, man. Like I'm tired of being <laughs> sidelined by stuff that is within my control to not be sidelined by. Right. And I think that's, you know, to, to bring it back to, you know, how does mindfulness affect exercise? It's like when we're aware of where we are personally in both in our mental and physical state, we're more likely to make choices that are health promoting versus health sacrificing. And there's going to be things that are outside of our control, regardless of what we're doing, that eventually, you know, you're gonna get, you're gonna get sick, you're gonna get hurt, you're gonna get scraped, and it's gonna be something that's out of your control. But if you can control, if I can control it, then I want to. That I think is probably about as succinct as we can make that. So, well, actually, let's try to let's try to make it even more succinct. Do you really need to meditate? Yes, meditate. Period. All right, that's about as <laughs> succinct as we got it, people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to do it for this episode. If you are looking for a way to get into meditation, you've never done it before, you're wondering how do I even get started. Go to uprighthealth.com slash meditate and check out the Mind Your Mind program. That is a simple beginner's meditation program that Matthew Adams and the team at Upright Health have put together to help you mind your mind. So go ahead, check it out, uprighthealth.com slash meditate, and we'll see you there. And as always, remember that pain sucks. Life shouldn't.